Business Hour with Oli Bocheng on OFM, the sound of your life. So many South Africans are turning to alternate ways to make ends meet, looking at more side hustles. And if you're thinking about venturing into multi-level marketing and buying into a structure this year as a side hustle, well, we're joined by Gareth Coulier, Director and Financial Planner at Crew Invest. He's sharing whether this is a good idea or not. This is particularly if you've already been asked to join an MLM structure, but you're unsure if you should, particularly because there isn't a lot of clarity that's provided about them from those that are recruiting. So here's my discussion with Gareth. Gareth, thank you so much for your time, particularly at the start of the year. There's a lot of talk around side hustles and of course people are still very geared towards multi-level marketing. So what is multi-level marketing at its most basic? Well, I think it's it's, it's important to note that multi-level marketing is a legal business structure, but how it works is it's basically a structure that's used to sort of distribute a, a myriad of different products. The way companies do this is they use an expanding network of uh, distributors and representatives to market and sell anything from cleaning products all the way to, to makeup, perhaps. How do they work typically? So you've kind of given us a little bit of insight into some of the players. How do they work? Typically speaking, the, the, the company, as I said, will recruit representatives to to sell the product from there it's worked on sort of an expanding distribution network so those representatives will be able to to sell that product themselves to earn an income but what is primarily sort of marketed as as the big income producing option is to actually recruit additional representatives under your name so that you earn income from not only your own sales but from from the other representative sales and then from people that they perhaps recruit as well so that's where you get these sort of multiple levels of marketing you know you were maybe the original marketer, and then you recruited a few people. So now you've got one more level down where you're earning additional income there. And if those people had to recruit additional people, that's then a further level of this marketing distribution network where you're earning income Mm -hmm. at all of these different levels. So they can earn income sort of in two ways via the selling of the products, but also via this recruitment process. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. I think most of the focus is placed on recruiting additional recruits. You know, okay. it's positioned very much as a way to to earn passive income where you're not physically selling product, but you're earning an income based on sales that other people are making that you've brought into that network. Well, what are the core similarities and differences between pyramid schemes and MLMs, legally speaking, of which the latter you said is legal? Yes, very much so. I think, you know, if, if you look at it, the reason those two get compared paired so often is is because that the multi-level marketing ones, like we said earlier, do start to resemble a pyramid as you build those levels of marketing distribution networks. But like I said, the multiple level marketing distribution companies are a legal business. They do typically sell a physical product or service, whereas a pyramid scheme is is literally set up to defraud people. So it's structured in the same manner where people are sort of the initial recruiters. Their investment returns that they were promised to get up front are usually funded by additional investors that come in. So it's basically robbing Peter to pay Paul. And mathematically, those things become completely unsustainable. And that's typically when they then they start to crumble, like we've seen in the second half of last year, a number of very high profile pyramid schemes sort of collapsing. Between men and women, who's most likely to join a multi-level marketing company as a rep and why? I think 
typically, I would say it's almost neutral between mm-hmm. men and women. You know, I think there's two primary reasons people are attracted to to these MLM structures. Primary, I think historically it would be first and foremost greed. Again, that's that's not the fault of the individual, but maybe the way that these businesses are marketed to potential representatives is to show, look, you can make this amount of income with very little work by recruiting people, mm. you know, and then in your mind, you sort of start imagining, well, geez, I've got all these, you know, friends on my social media, et cetera, et cetera. Could you imagine if they were selling as well and how much income I would earn? So I think there's a sort of inherent greed aspect there just to we start to fantasize how much money we could potentially make. But also in the, in the current economy status, we can't ignore the fact that desperation also drives people in this direction as well. You know, we're sort of all looking for ways to either A, earn an income if we don't have one or, or to earn additional income outside of maybe our employment salary and that sort of thing. And, and this is certainly positioned as an easy way to generate additional income. So I find that those are the two sort of key drivers, male and female, you know, maybe biologically we're driven by, by different needs. But certainly, I would say those those situations are what, what tempt people into these structures. The Business Hour with Oli Bocheng on OFM.